Welcome back to the Detox Diaries podcast. I hope you're having a great week and that 2021 is off to a great start. And today I wanted to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is morning and nighttime routines. Routines that bookend your days are so important for your state of mind and your health. I know sometimes it can feel impossible to find any extra time in your already super crazy days, and this was totally my point of view for a very long time. But what I found is that carving out a chunk of time each morning to create a sacred space to take care of yourself can really just make such a huge difference. In the mornings, if we've had restful sleep, our bodies have reset, recharged, and detoxed. So we start off our day fresh, and if we jump out of the bed and we race right into our chaotic day, we're robbing ourselves of that opportunity to harness that fresh start in our body and in our minds. And your morning routine can really elevate your mood and will make you feel better equipped to take on the craziness of that day that you have. So the majority of my day, and I'm sure yours, is typically hijacked by the needs and demands of the outside world. So constant work emails, texts from friends and family, your dog barking. I mean, if you have kids, that's 24-7. So I think that you deserve at least a few minutes to yourself before the craziness starts And those few minutes are really going to help you to be better equipped to deal with the craziness. So it's totally worth it. And in complete transparency, I really only just established this kind of more holistic morning routine when quarantine began, obviously, because I had more time and working from home and everything that was going on in the world meant I couldn't be running to a a 6am soul cycle class and then running to the office. So before that, my morning routine was really just focused on like the tactical and the physical portions of the stuff that I'm going to tell you guys about today. The more emotional component started as a recent addition. And even now that I'm going back to the office some days a week and things have definitely gotten busier and crazier than they were during true quarantine last March, these practices are a necessary part of my routine now because they really make me just feel so much better going into those crazier days. So I'm going to share with you my routine, um, which it probably might be a little more lengthy than something that can work for you, which is totally fine. It doesn't need to be some crazy lengthy routine. It doesn't need to be an hour for you to feel a difference. So I'm going to walk you through mine and You can take what you like from this, leave what you don't, and I definitely recommend trying to implement some of these things or whatever might work for you because it just totally changes the trajectory of your day completely when you take some time for yourself. So the first thing I do in the morning after I get up and jump out of bed is tongue scraping. So if you haven't heard of it before, tongue scraping is an Ayurvedic practice And basically, it's like this little contraption, and you are literally using it to scrape the buildup from the top of your tongue. So if you've ever noticed in the morning, you kind of have this like white filmy stuff on your tongue, which basically is toxic buildup that has developed throughout the night. So rather than just swallowing that, (laughs) we want to scrape that off. So you're getting rid of those toxins first thing in the morning. So usually I'll scrape like 10 times. Each time, you know, you scrape and you rinse and you guys can, I mean, find videos of this stuff on YouTube. It's pretty simple Um, and it makes all the difference to start off your day by just like getting rid of those toxins, which your body has already kind of like expelled to the surface and you just need to do that final step. So you want to do that before you brush your teeth, because when you're brushing your teeth, you might potentially swallow some of that and before you drink anything. 
So first thing is tongue scraping and then brushing my teeth. Then if you've been following me for any length of time, you know how I love to go on and on about hot water with lemon. So this is that portion of the morning. So basically what I will do is I'll heat up the water over the stove right after I brush my teeth. And I'll get the lemon ready, squeeze it into the mug, super fast thing to do. Um, And this is so great for us, not only for hydration purposes, but it kickstarts your digestion. It supports cleansing and detoxification. The vitamin C is obviously great for immunity. It also stimulates the growth of collagen, which means that our skin looks better. So just so many benefits to starting with hot water with lemon. So then I will sit down and get ready for my meditation. So every morning I do like a 10 to 15 minute meditation and total transparency here. I'm not like a, a legit meditator by any stretch of the term. Like I, but I'm trying. Um, I've experimented with a lot of different kinds of meditations from different guided ones, box breathing, four, seven, eight breathing, transcendental, just kind of trying to see if anything works for me more than other things. I've bounced around a bit right now. I've mostly been doing Melissa Woods guided meditations. Um, I just find her voice really soothing and relaxing and she has like little themes and stuff with her, which I really enjoy. So that's what I've been doing for the last few months. Um, and to be completely honest, my mind wanders a ton. I mean, there's definitely times where I sit there and I'm like, did I just run through my to-do list this entire time? (laughs) But at least I am sitting there, I'm breathing, I'm taking that time for myself. And that's something it's better than just running right into my day, not even taking a time to sit and breathe. So I also feel like what it does is it just kind of builds some trust with yourself. Like it's something that I do every day, whether or not I really feel like it. Although even though, again, maybe I'm just running through my to-do list half the time, I do kind of look forward to it. There's something to sitting there and just breathing and trying to relax that I really find value in, even if I'm maybe not tapping into truly what meditation is just yet. But I believe with the more practice that I could get there. So if you're worried that you're like, oh, I like, I don't know how to meditate. I'm thinking the whole time it's a waste. Like just stick with it. It's if nothing else, you're breathing for a few minutes and that's better than probably a lot of us are doing on an average day. So as I mentioned, I use Melissa Woods app, which it's $9.99 a month because it's also a workout app. So I do some of her workouts and stuff. But there are some free apps out there. One that I've used before is called the iBreathe app, which I think is great for beginners because, as I mentioned, it's free. There's all different methods of breathing on there, and you can pick how long you want to breathe for. So you can literally do, like, one minute if you wanted to, which, again, is, like, if 15 minutes or 10 minutes just sounds like I would never be able to do that and I don't have time for that, that's fine. Do two minutes, like just to try and carve out some time, create some kind of practice around it, it's definitely worth it to start somewhere. So I recommend that iBreathe could be a really good option for that. I've also heard that Headspace is really great, but and they have a free trial, so you could give that a shot, but it is paid. So if you're kind of a beginner, you might not really be down for that. But there's a ton of apps in the App Store with amazing reviews that have free trials and are ultimately paid, so you could check those out. I also have done, um, Kimberly Snyder is a holistic nutritionist that I love, and she has a seven-day free meditation series on her website. 
mysaluna.com and then you have access to those links forever. So you could just keep repeating those if you like them. So I can link up to that in the show notes as well. So once I'm done with that, I start sipping on my lemon water and then I journal. So this is a practice that has shifted over the last year as I kind of find things that work for me. Originally, I was keeping a dream journal, which was pretty interesting and insightful. And when I was doing this, I actually did it before my meditation, before anything. I just woke up and I wrote down whatever I could remember from my dreams. If you have kind of crazy dreams and you, I mean, you'll see how much you remember from them. I'm someone who remembers a decent amount typically, and it totally depends on the day, but I would just write down everything I could remember. And I started making some kind of interesting connections, things that I had in the back of my head that then I realized like, were fears that I had in a dream. And I didn't even like realize it was a dream. Like I was having these dreams that every time I was driving, I would like the brakes wouldn't really work. Like I'd have to press them way ahead of like when they would actually need to work. So I haven't, I've lived in New York city for years now, so I haven't driven in like 12 years or something like that. But I have this like fear of driving again And I realized when I was writing all these things down from my dreams like that, like I actually part of my head thought that brakes might not work. So maybe I'm just insane, but it's really interesting when you kind of like take note of your dreams, you might kind of find some interesting connections. So something I recommend trying if you have crazy dreams. Um, I don't really do it anymore because they were getting repetitive and I felt like I kind of got what I needed from it. Um, But if I do have a kind of crazy one, I'll write that down. Um, I also at that point was doing affirmations. So I was writing five affirmations every day. They weren't necessarily the same, but it was just something that would like make me feel good going into my day. And I highly recommend that if you kind of are like, I don't really know how to journal or like, how would I even know what to write? So that's kind of like a good place to start. Um, I just now have started just picking one affirmation and writing it five times and doing that every day to try and kind of get me to a place where I'm like believing that affirmation. So that's another great one too. If there's a belief that you kind of want to instill in your brain, that's a great way to do it with affirmations. So now my journaling practice is a little bit more fluid. I basically just write whatever I'm thinking about. It could be what happened the day before. If I had some weird dream, something that I have coming up that day that I'm anxious about. Sometimes it'll just sort of end up being a to-do list. Um, but that's sort of been what's like feeling good for me at the moment. So really any time that you can just sit down and like write down your thoughts or anything like that, I have really, really loved it. It was something I hadn't journaled for years and years and years. (laughs) I really love it now. I do it every day, even like I never don't feel like doing it. Like I'm always kind of like excited to do it. Next up is daily movement. So moving our body every day is so important for detox, for detoxing our moods, for our circulation, our lymphatic system. And again, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I talked about this in terms of my top detox tips, like this really promotes our natural detoxification. So really anything that you can do to get moving. So it could just be like some Pilates, some yoga, walking, In the beginning of quarantine, when the weather was nice, I was taking my dog for a long walk every morning, which was really nice. Um, Now that it's the dead of winter, I'm not really doing that, but 
I have found a new workout that I'm like obsessed with. Um, my favorite Soul Cycle instructor, Sydney Miller, has created a housework app, which is it's like a low impact Pilates slash hit kind of thing. So you're like not like jumping around too much because like that's not really great on my joints, but you're moving a lot and you're sweating and I'm sore and it's to like amazing house music. So that has been like my jab in the last month. I'm like super excited that I signed up for that. Um, so really like whatever it is. And this is something where sometimes I do a 50 minute one and sometimes I do 10 minutes. So it doesn't have to be some like all out thing every day, just like figuring out movement that you enjoy. Then next up is dry brushing. So dry brushing is another Ayurvedic practice and it stimulates the lymphatic system, helps with circulation, energy, it eliminates toxins, it can even help to minimize cellulite. And basically you can find videos on YouTube of how to do this, but it literally is a brush <laughs> and you're brushing your skin and you're essentially brushing towards your heart to promote circulation. Um, you want to brush to the point where it's like there's some pressure so your skin will kind of look like a little bit pink, but you're not like irritating your skin. And um, I'll typically do that like every day, definitely every day that I shower, <laughs> which is pretty much every day. Um, and then I will jump in the shower after that. And then every morning I do take some vitamins and supplements. So the ones that I've, I've tried so many before, but now I'm really down to just the most important ones, which I'll tell you today. Um, probiotics. Probiotics are super, super important. A healthy gut is so important. It is our second brain and it produces the majority of the serotonin that we experience, which is very important, our happy hormone. So Definitely want a high quality probiotic. I'm using Just Thrive at the moment. Um, and before that, I was using um, My Saluna Kimberly Snyders. But you definitely want to do some research. I'll link up to those two in the show notes because some of them are just like not that reputable. It's kind of like an overmarketed term at this point. So you definitely want to do your research and making sure that you are selecting a good one. Kind of a red flag is when they need to be refrigerated. If they can't survive the heat of room temperature, they're definitely not going to survive the heat of your gut. So definitely don't want something that needs to be refrigerated. Then in terms of some other vitamins, I take B12 every day. Um, ever since going vegan, I of course, there isn't really sources of B12 for vegans who aren't eating animal products. But with that being said, a lot of people, even if they eat animal products, are B12 deficient. So not a bad one to add into your routine. And then I also take D3, which is essential for strong bones. It boosts our immunity. And, you know, for those of us who can't be in the sun very much, especially right now, it's a good one to supplement with. And then finally in the morning, it's a healthy breakfast. So starting your day off with a healthy meal is really, really important. So I make a smoothie every morning because it's light on your digestion. It's packed with fiber and nutrients to give you energy and, you know, if you're like, oh, like a smoothie is not going to fill me up, I still really recommend starting your day with a smoothie. You can have a mid-morning snack if you need it to get you through to lunch. But on that empty stomach, having all of those nutrients that can be really easily assimilated into your body is really just an amazing way to kickstart your nutrition for the day. So with that said, I wait until I'm hungry. So I feel like there's so many schools of thought here. It's you should eat within two hours of waking. You should intermittent fast. Like all of these rules, like 
my rule, I guess you could say, is eat when you're hungry. So it totally depends on the day. Sometimes uh, by 8.30, I'm having it because I'm starving. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, it's 11.30 and I still haven't had it. And even when it's like it could be lunch, I still always have it. Again, because the vitamins and the nutrients, it's just super important. So definitely recommend a healthy breakfast. So with all that being said, obviously that is like somewhat lengthy of a routine. And if you're like, there is no way I could do that, that's totally fine. I hear that. But that doesn't mean you should could just kind of like throw out the concept of having a morning routine entirely. So even if you're like, okay, I could do 20 minutes, a possible thing you could do is you wake up, you start heating your water on the stove while the water's heating, you scrape your tongue, you brush your teeth. Then you pour your water in the mug, squeeze in your lemon while your water cools a little bit, two minutes of meditation. Then you can sip on your water, journal for three to five minutes, write some affirmations, or it could be free form. And then you can roll out a mat and do 10 minutes of yoga or Pilates. Or honestly, if you're like that workout thing, I like don't even know how I'd be able to do that. It could just be like stretching at your desk. Um, something else that I mentioned as like a little tip could be just like bouncing on the tips of your toes that just gets like your circulation and your body moving. And then just trying to like walk more than normal or stand more than normal, just being cognizant of like moving a little bit more. And it really is that simple. And just because you are taking the time for that again, it's like you're building back some trust. And then the other thing that's definitely important, and this is kind of getting into nighttime routines, is preparing yourself for the next day. So if you can make your smoothie the night before, that's so easy. You have that, pop your probiotic, and there's your morning. So in mentioning about preparedness for the next day, that brings me to nighttime routines. So nighttime and morning routines really work hand in hand. If you're having a chaotic night, you don't sleep well, you're not preparing for the next day then your morning's just going to pick right up where that left off. So it's really important that we're bookending our days in a way that sets us up for success. So whatever it is that's going to make your morning better is definitely important to be doing the night before. Like if it's making your lunch for work the next day or making your smoothie for the next morning, like think about those things that can make your morning easier and build them into that nighttime routine. And nighttime routines are really just a great way to wind down from a hectic day, prepare our bodies for restful and restorative street sleep. And I really try to make sure to give myself enough time to wind down before I'm like too exhausted because then I'm not going to do anything that I'm supposed to do and I'm just going to want to go to sleep because I'm not someone who has any problems falling asleep. I am exhausted by the time the end of the day hits. I feel like, you know, I'm mostly running around and by the time it's 10 o'clock, I'm like, oh yeah, my body is, I'm ready for bed. But when we're preparing for good sleep, it really starts hours before. So it's not like, okay, half hour before sleep, like now I start my routine. It kind of starts all throughout the day. So first of all, if you are someone that drinks caffeine, this is something to be aware of. You want to stop drinking roughly six hours before bed. And again, caffeine is one of those things, like really anything, but it affects everyone so, so differently. So you might be someone that's like, I could drink a cup of caffeinated coffee and like go to bed five minutes later. And that may very well be true. But if you are having issues sleeping and you're kind of trying to figure out what the source is, be aware of your caffeine intake. For you, maybe it could be even longer than six hours that you need. 
And also generally eating a diet that makes you feel good is important as well, because if you're trying to go to sleep and you're bloated and you're uncomfortable, like that definitely affects how well you're sleeping. So sleep and food are are really closely linked. You definitely want to try to have dinner at least two to three hours before bed for digestion purposes. If you eat right before bed, then your body's working to digest, has a hard time falling asleep, or you pass out and you know, your digestion slowed down, which is also not ideal. Another thing that could be affecting sleep could be alcohol. So as a general rule of thumb, it takes an hour to metabolize one serving of alcohol. So if you've had three drinks, that would mean three hours before it would be not impacting your sleep anymore. And this is another thing, just like caffeine, everybody is different. I mean, I'm... (laughs) I don't abide by this rule typically. Um, Usually I'll like stop drinking maybe an hour before, even though I've had two or three drinks maybe. Um, Sometimes I like to drink wine in my bed while I read my book right up until I'm like starting my routine. Like I'm definitely not the poster child for anything around what you're supposed to do with alcohol. But I think it's because it doesn't really impact me that much. I have no problem falling asleep. It doesn't feel like an issue, but it's something where... If you're having sleep issues, it's definitely something to look at. Another thing is drinking water. Obviously, we all want to be drinking water as much as we can. But if you are drinking a lot of water towards the end of the day and it's making you have to get up to go to the bathroom and then you can't fall asleep after that and it's really disrupting you, that might be something to try and cut back on the water towards the end of the day to help you sleep through the night. Again, I'm someone who wakes up multiple times sometimes in the middle of the night, but I'm right back passed out again. It's seconds later. And the next thing that could be disrupting your sleep is blue light. So this is very personal as well. Um, I'm one of those people I could be staring at my phone and my computer and fall asleep looking at it. But other people are really, really sensitive. And essentially, blue lights are in all the screens that we have, TVs, phones, computers, and they signify to our light because to our eyes because it's the spectrum of light that's part of daytime that it's the day and we should be awake and it stops our sleep hormones from being released and letting us realize that it's time to start winding down so it's it's totally messing with our natural ability to like want to fall asleep so there are some tips that can help with this on most phones you go to your settings, they have a display for like night mode or night shift, things like that that can make the light more warm than blue. Um, there's also something called Flux that you can download on your computer that filters out the blue light and makes it a bit warmer as well. And they make blue light blocking glasses. So then you could obviously look at anything, any device, including your TVs. Um, if you're going to do this, you just want to research them. It's a little bit of a you-get-what-you-pay-for kind of thing. If there's something cheap on Amazon, they might not be all that effective. And honestly, you ideally want to stop using those blue light devices at all a half hour before bed. Which, I mean, short from like setting your alarm or doing something quick, isn't so bad. Because again, if you have a real routine kind of thing where you're, I'll tell you what mine is, but where you're truly winding down for that last half hour or however much it may be, it's helpful. So just kind of have that half hour in your head, especially if you're having trouble sleeping. So when I truly start my nighttime routine, um, I start with tongue scraping and toothbrushing. Same thing as the morning. You want to 
get rid of anything that built up throughout the day. And then I do my skincare routine. So I use an oil cleanser. Um, I can link up to it in the notes. I think it's called, I'm going to say it wrong, something Veronique. Um, but of course, all clean. It has a probiotic and it actually, um, and I love it. It just makes my skin feel amazing. So I use that. And then I use the Wilding Gua Sha system which is a, it like detoxifies and hydrates your skin and minimizes fine lines. So gua sha is a 4,000 year old traditional Chinese medicine ritual, and it tightens and smooths and rejuvenates your skin through massage. So it works the muscle fascia, which leaves your skin younger and tighter, which I mean, I'm sure we all want that. If you're in your thirties like me, you definitely do. And I definitely think that I've seen a difference. Um, it's, like some, you actually use this like little tool to like massage your face and like my forehead is what bothers me. So I like kind of focus on that probably more than everywhere else. And I have noticed that when I feel like certain lines are coming in more, if I'm really diligent about it, it does feel like it's kind of like tempering them. And of course it's not gonna make sure that you never get wrinkles, but it definitely is sort of like seems like it's keeping aging at bay a bit. And again, that's because it's like rejuvenating those muscles in your face so that they stay tight and taut. So I definitely recommend it. It also stimulates the lymphatic system to clear waste and promote detox and circulation, which is amazing as well. So I also was always someone who was nervous about using oil on my face. Like I thought that my skin would be oily, but I have actually that an oil comes with that. And then I use an oil in the morning, the Noni Glow Oil, which I love. So definitely not afraid of oil anymore, especially as we get older, our skin really needs the hydration. Then I use Revitalash, which is an ophthalmologist developed eyelash conditioner, and it helps to promote, to prevent breakage. It gives them, it makes them like stronger and longer and has like biotin and peptides and all of these things, but no harmful ingredients. And basically, it's supposed to help your eyelashes grow thicker and longer. So I used to have eyelash extensions. Um, I was really addicted to them. I still miss them. But once COVID hit, I had to stop getting them, obviously, because everything was closed. And I was, like, terrified of what my eyelashes were going to look like underneath them in terms of, like, have they damaged them and all that. So Revitalash, I think, definitely has helped. I've noticed a difference, so that's something that I consistently use. And it's, again, all clean ingredients. And then I get into bed and I use my Juve Red Light. So I don't know if you guys have heard of red light therapy, but it's uh, pretty trendy out there right now. And it's proven to stimulate collagen, which makes your skin more firm and diminishes signs of aging. So if you haven't noticed yet, obviously, um, reducing signs of aging is a big thing for me again, like hello, 34, almost 35. Um, so the juve light I've been using a little over a year and it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if I can say that it's like, I'm seeing a major difference with it, but I have to imagine that it's probably working preventatively because I'm not feeling like anything's gotten worse in the last year. Um, I also only have the mini one, the smallest one, because it was the one I could afford. And also because I was using it on my face. So there was no need for me to have the big one. 
Um, but they come in a ton of different sizes and they have more positive impacts like reducing inflammation and pain and people swear by them. So I definitely think it's like anything else, like totally personalized and it could be something really interesting to look into if you're experiencing any of those issues. Um, but I have my little one. So I just lay in bed and I listen to my podcast. It's 10 minutes, not my podcast, other podcasts, um, And I just lay there for 10 minutes, um, kind of just like relaxing and like getting ready to fall asleep. And that red light's also good before bed. It's very relaxing. So then I'm ready to pass out. (laughs) But again, if you're having issues falling and staying asleep, some of those things I mentioned earlier, caffeine, alcohol, blue lights, eating too late, all things to try and make some adjustments to, to see if it kind of helps with your sleep, and also just the act of implementing a routine that's consistent. It helps your body to learn that it's time to wind down and fall asleep. Like our brains love repetition. So if it sort of starts to be like, this is what I do before we're going to get in bed, before we need to fall asleep, like it'll start to feel more natural. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I've convinced you of the benefits of creating the morning and nighttime routines. And I'll be linking out to everything that I talked about. So if you're interested to look into the more or order anything, it'll be super easy. And I also just want to remind you, um, if you're interested in working with me, that the Balance Babe Detox program is still open for enrollment through Saturday the 31st. And in that program, we dive deeper into detox. It's an eight-week program where we talk about everything from diet, beauty, home, mind and body practices. It's all about finding that balanced detox lifestyle that's going to get you the results that you need. So if you want to check out the website, um, it's in the show notes as well. And then of course, I'm always working with people one-on-one. So please don't hesitate to reach out. I would love to connect with you. I would also love to hear if you have any feedback on the show, any requests for topics. I'm here and I'm so happy that you're here listening. I will see you on the next one.